You know what we talked about on today's episode? We talked about the sickness, and I'm, I'm actually not joking. Uh, this is the sickness that I had, and I watch most entrepreneurs have that prevents them from succeeding. And in today's episode, I break down the sickness, how to find it, how to diagnose it, and how to eradicate it forever to get you to your goals and to where you want to go. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my mouth. We're going to cue the intro, and let's get into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. And welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. And this is a Mindful Monday. It's not a minute Monday because I can never talk for a minute. It's a, I didn't shave my face because I've been lazy after our event Monday. But either way, I just look like a grizzly man and I fit into Montana now. But what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the hidden sickness that destroys most humans, mostly entrepreneurs as well. And this has been a thread that's been coming up across my desk and my Zoom calls and at the event and in coaching pretty heavily for the last month or so. And I decided we were going to dedicate an entire podcast episode to it. Now, full disclosure, I'm a little amped up right now. I just finished leg day. I did some squatting. I'm like passionate making changes. The weather's amazing. I just feel like yelling and I don't know why. I just feel hyped up to do a podcast today. So this podcast, I'm going to give you some energy through osmosis. So I just want you to absorb some of this because for whatever reason, I am fired up today. Now with Mondays, I like to start with a quote and sometimes I read you quotes and thoughts and distinctions. And today I'm going to read you a quote that I wrote. And this is something that I wrote following a big stint in silence. I was in Mount Shasta, California, uh, a couple years ago doing some deep men's work on myself and actually my one of my business partners and best friends, Stefano Safandos, was there. My buddy Luke Story was there. Evan Meyer was there. Really dear friends of mine. And we had just finished maybe five or six days, I think six days of deep work, practice, transformative work, healing some childhood trauma, and really deciding on who I wanted to be in the world and making a declaration to go build this person, to build this man. And I was sitting out in the grass, and if you've never witnessed Mount Shasta in California, it is a sight to behold. Uh, You can see it from, I don't know, 40, 50 miles away, and we're right at the base of it. And so this thing is massive. And I sat out there, and I just spent a couple days in silence at the completion of this, and I was sitting there thinking, reflecting, and this is what I wrote. And I want this to be a thread. This is just something I'm sharing with you, but it's called I Am a Mountain. And just full disclosure, you can replace the word man with woman. I wrote this for me. I read this. This is in my phone. (laughs) I wrote it for me, but it applies anywhere. Okay. The man who becomes a mountain does so by staying focused on becoming a mountain. Inch by inch, the foundation gets wider, stronger, and more stable. Storms come, earthquakes shift, man tramples, and the mountain still always grows. Every storm brings rain that helps the plant grow and thrive. The cracks from the earthquake widen the base, and that rainwater naturally filters, giving man drinking water as they trample. See, the mountain knows there are things happening outside of its existence, 
but it never allows them to influence its mission. So with every trigger, storm, disaster, the mountain finds a new opportunity to evolve and grow to accomplish his mission, to be a mountain. And I wrote that, I'm getting a little emotional, I wrote that as a permission slip for myself to focus, as a way to realize there's nothing outside of my control. I, I can only, no, let me say that differently. There, I can't control anything outside of my sphere. I can control my reaction. I can control my intention. I can control my energy. And I can control the actions that I take. But I can't always control what's going to come in. I can't control when the world's going to happen. An ad account's going to get shut down. An employee's going to quit. Somebody's going to steal. A competitor will rip us off. I can't control those. But I was, always can control myself my response, my reaction, and the choices that I make. And so I wrote that as a reminder of myself to take action, which feeds perfectly into what I'm talking about on today's episode, which is finding and eradicating the hidden sickness that I watch destroy most entrepreneurs, myself included. And to give you an example of this is that you're listening to a podcast. This I think is episode 175. And man, if I started a podcast when I bought the equipment and made the decision to, it would have been in 2012. So I would have been podcasting for nine years now. And who knows what would have happened? It would have happened all because it happened. But it's just a really interesting concept. Today, we're going to talk about the how disease. Yes, I said the how disease, right? This has been coming across my desk over and over. How do I do it? 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 Uh, and I'm like, I got you. So first... Let's lean into my buddy Alex Sharfin for a quote that he says, and I'm completely butchering this and paraphrasing, but he said, we're entrepreneurs, right? We're the ones who stand here and we look out into the future and we look out into the future and we determine what we want it to look like. And then we have the courage to come back into the present and start building it to be true. Amazing. That is exactly what entrepreneurship is. And even deeper, even if it's not entrepreneurship, even if it's fitness, even if it's nutrition, whatever goal it is that you have in life, you're deciding on what you want it to look like for you, which means the how can only be determined by you. And I always love asking this question because people come to me like, okay, here's my vision. How do I do it? And I was like, if I answer how, then you're building my vision and not yours. And so it's a really important distinction to understand is that the how has to come from you. you know what how stands for in the world that I live in? Hold on, wait. <laughs> That's what I decided that how stands for. Hold on, wait. And that isn't a good wait. That's a hold on, wait. Waiting on progress, waiting on dreams, waiting on action, waiting on permission, waiting for someone else, waiting for it to magically happen. But the truth is that if you plant something, you have to tend to it to grow it. If you plant something, you have to water it to grow it. If you set a destination, you have to step towards it every single day. And how is the biggest sickness that I see? We will live in how and overanalyze our how and try to come up with a perfect plan in how as a form of validation and justification that we just haven't taken action or gotten the results that we want yet because we don't know how. Well, newsflash, none of us know how. 
as my buddy Brad Costanza says, business is just a series of guessing and testing and then continuing what works and then guessing and testing again. So is our life. So is our fitness. You can have the best trainers, the best coaches, the best people in the world give you a plan. And if you want to succeed, eventually that plan becomes nothing more than a lane guide and you build your own parameters inside of it because you are unique. And how was my biggest enemy as an entrepreneur? How? And I thrived under the pressure so I would put things off to the last minute because I loved the trauma response. I loved the pressure, but I really didn't. It was just a new form of distraction for me. And what was missing, and you hear me talk about this all the time, which was space. It's that I want to build something. I want to build the vision that I feel or that I had clarity on in my brain, but I don't want to give myself the space to lean into my own soul, my own heart, and my own mind and trust myself enough to take a step in the direction to build the vision. So instead, I'm building everybody else's because I'm copying them and replicating them or waiting for somebody else to tell me to do it. And this is mild and trivial, but it happens all the time. We're entrepreneurs. We're human beings that want to be different. We carve the path. So right. If you drive up to an off-roading section in a remote part of the country you've never been to before, and there's a mountain in front of you or a lake you want to get to and no road has been paved, you have to make one. And if you really want to get to that lake, if you really want to get to that mountain, then you will find a way to make a road. You might drive over it. You might hike through it. You might chop something down. You might do a million things. But if you really want to get to that lake, and if you really want to get to that mountain, you're going to find a way. But ultimately, it will always come down to the person holding the tool, not the tool itself. And as I hear this question over and over, everyone's tell me what tool to use. Tell me what tool I need. Tell me what strategy and tactic. And I'm like, hey, listen, you can have 18 hammers, but if you don't know how to use one, the other 17 aren't going to matter. So I would challenge you to use you for you to be the tool, for you to find the how, for you to make the commitment, for you to take the step and realize that along the way, if you get to a point where you're in action and you realize you need a tool, well, then you pick it up. But I watch people trying to build toolboxes with thousands of tools in them before they're ever taking action so they can have a tool to go, but they don't realize that their pack gets too heavy and they can't even start. You need real-world feedback to determine which direction to go. You need the inputs from you taking action to see what adjustments should be made. You need to put yourself in motion to build the momentum and confidence and figure out where you're on or you're off. But none of that comes from standing still in how, which you now know stands for hold on, wait a minute, i.e. stagnate, i.e. stay stuck, i.e. don't progress, and if we're not progressing, we're regressing. And I'm going to give you a couple of steps that I use, that I have my team use, that I have my students use, but first you have to understand that if you want something, it's your vision. If you want something, it's yours to build. It's your step to take. It's your vision to design. It's your dream to find. It's yours. It's always going to be your step. It's always going to be your race, your tool, your game, your business, your relationship, your fitness. 
Now, sure. Can you call and help? Of course you can. Can you get some advice? Of course you can. Can you get some direction? Of course you can. But ultimately, it will always be down on you taking the action. And so rather than planning a perfect race, I'd rather you start running and call for help when you're in the middle of it. Because at least if you stop at mile seven and you need to take an hour break and we can address a blister, you're already seven miles in. Rather than spending an hour at the starting line, how's it going to work? But this might happen. But what if I have this? I don't have moleskin here. I didn't tie my shoes tight enough. Boom, boom. It's not going to work. I'm going to tell you right now that I've made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes in entrepreneurship, in life. I've Screw it. I've made a lot of mistakes in life. And I will say that when I look back at my life and all that I've succeeded with and all the big labels and the things that I had on my vision board and like basically me living a life that I dreamed of and I have everything I want right now, there were really only a couple of things that were underneath all of them. One of them was taking action and my willingness to take action. And the second one was consistency over a long period of time. But consistency can only begin if you start. I did a podcast back at like podcast five. I don't even remember which one it was about stop moving the starting line. This is a deeper iteration of that same concept, except this one should cut all of it out. Because if you tell me you want to become an entrepreneur and you haven't started yet, if you have a general idea like I want to coach people or I want to sell a product, I bet you if I asked you, what are three things that you could do today that would be a positive input in helping you accomplish that goal? You could identify them and you could do them. And instead of planning and overthinking, if you just did those three things, you would be closer to that goal. And I know I use so many metaphors and analogies and I need to keep them congruent, but the one that always comes up to me that always seems so, so simple is you come to me and you're like, George, I want to run a marathon. I'm like, that's amazing. Okay, cool. And they're like, this is what I did. I watched 100 YouTube videos. I hired a running coach to work on my gait. I got the best shoes in the world. I'm doing my diet. I'm going to study all of this for six months and then I'm going to run. I'm like, or that's dope. You could put your running shoes on and go for a five-minute run and then study it and then go for a six-minute run and then study it and you can be in the practice of it. And I'm going to say it. It's scary being in action. It is scary being in action. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I feel that way. Like when I'm standing on stage and I have 75 entrepreneurs in the room and I'm like, I have a schedule, but the schedule doesn't feel right in this moment. I feel if I threw that out of the schedule and did this, it would work. And then to take 75 entrepreneurs that have no idea what I'm doing and the lean into it is a very vulnerable and scary place, but it's also very rewarding in the ability to be seen and to take a chance and to push and to trust because what's the worst that happens? So, Hey guys, that didn't work. And they're like, yeah, that sucked. I'm like, all right, let's go back to the schedule. But what's the best that happens is that it does work. And it was 10 times more effective, 20 times more effective because I trusted and I took the action. But it's scary. Like I'm not sitting over here being like, oh, it's so easy to go keynote for all those people or to go on that big podcast or to do coaching calls or to realize that I could give them a strategy and tactic answer, but I think it's deeper, but I got to say it anyways. And they might not like me. It's scary. 
It's scary to put money and time and energy into things that might not work. But I believe 95% of everything you put in will work if you give it the right intention and the right energy. But it starts by taking action and not asking how. Because how stands for, hold on, wait. And you don't get to wait anymore. No waiting on progress. No waiting on your dreams. No waiting on permission. No waiting on somebody else. No waiting on funding. No waiting. If you're met with a roadblock, assume it's going to be there. So find a way around. If you're waiting for funding and it's not coming, but great, what might it look like 10 other ways? If you're waiting for that one thing, don't wait. What might it look like to do differently? What might we do anyways? Can we do both? Like you have to start challenging your thinking and you have to start finding a bigger range to sharpen that edge so you can iterate because the only guarantee in business is that it's going to change every single day. And the truth was, is that I remained stuck in the how because I was scared to take the action and trust myself enough to live in the uncertainty. Because taking action means I can't rely on a book or a coach or a strategy or a tactic. It means I have to rely on myself. And that wasn't an edge that I practiced. I never sharpened that edge. I ignored that one. Watching videos, reading books, coming up with plans, the best things ever. But those were distractions for me taking action because at the end of the day, I was afraid to take a step because I didn't trust myself enough to step And really that boiled down to me not spending enough time with myself to get clear on where I wanted to go and realize that all I have is my ability to step and the only thing stopping me is me. And so when I think about the how disease, because that's what I'm labeling it, I literally think that it's the hidden sickness that destroys most human beings. We want it to be perfect. We'll wait and we'll do it really big, but then we'll quit instead of just doing a little bit every single day. And Wes Watson said this in a video, I heard it a couple months ago, success in life doesn't come from hitting a home run. It comes from hitting base hits every single day. And it's not as fun. It's boring. It's completely boring. It really is. But I would rather be bored, happy, and successful than miserable, reactive, over-hustling, not sleeping, and always thinking the world is going to end because I'm hiding and waiting for this big home run that's not going to come. The home runs come, but they come occasionally and they come as surprises when you're consistent every day. And the consistency starts by taking action. And so the way I want to wrap this up before I give you the steps, and I I am going to give you the steps. I'm also pulling up my other document here to read this to you. But before I wrap this, I think the best way for me to summarize this one, I was thinking about this and I was really like thinking about what does it really mean to me? Like, how would I address this? Like, how do I handle this? Like, how do I coach this? And it really came down to one simple statement for me. And this is me coaching myself on how this would land for me. What would I need to hear? And this is how I summarized the how. I summarized the how as basically the next step would be, ready? You never find the how, you build the how. You never find the how, you build the how. And that was probably the biggest secret for me in achieving happiness and success at the same time because it was something that I struggled with 
I want to use the word horrendously. Like I struggled with it horrendously because it consumed everything that I did. I would be like, this isn't working. What do I do? And then I would go study and obsess and I would find thousands and thousands of things of ways I could do it. But then I would have so much that I wouldn't know what to do or what to choose first. So then I did nothing and stayed in an action instead of realizing that, hey, what I just didn't work. But let me step in a different direction and then ask myself how as I go. And so there will never be a how for you that anybody else can lay out because it's your vision, it's your goal, it's your life, and it's your race car. And so your job is to realize that you will never find the how, but you can build the how starting right now. I'm going to take a sip of coffee now because I don't edit this podcast and I don't stop. But this is a really good honey cinnamon oat milk latte that I earned after leg day. And I earned it a lot. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to read a couple reviews because I just had a ton more come in. And I absolutely love reading all of your reviews. But I'm going to scroll down because I've been reading from the top down for these reviews. But I want to go back to the beginning because I haven't read these reviews in a year. So I'm going to read three or four uh, reviews right now. And so let's pick one. So this one is from, ah, I love it. It's from Tyler. Everything he talks about is going deep in relationships with yourself and in business, treating your customers like actual real humans and making a difference in their lives. That's how people choose your brand over anyone else. George is a freaking marketing wizard. His thoughts will definitely impact your business. If you listen, understand and execute. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. Oh, let's read this one. You must subscribe to this podcast. Tapping into George's mind can literally change your business if you implement what he teaches. Oh, this is gold. How perfect. Implement. Putting it in the how. Boom. Oh, I, okay. This is hilarious. I left myself a review on my podcast a year ago. I totally did it. You ready? You ready for my review? I titled, if you can't love yourself, who else will? And the review I wrote for myself was nine years in the making, and I am proud to announce that I finally did it. The podcast is live, and yes, I love myself, which is why I am reviewing myself. That makes my heart so happy reading that. I forgot that I reviewed my entire my own podcast. I literally forgot that I reviewed my own podcast. That is hilarious. But I'm going to ask you for something because this is a good reminder for me. If you have not reviewed the show, and there's quite a couple thousand of you that haven't reviewed the show because I can see how many reviews there are, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could go leave a review, like with a takeaway, with a thought, like an honest review. It helps other people find the show. It helps me. It fills my tank. And when I have a rainy day, i.e. a day that I'm sad or off, I go read your reviews to keep pushing and to keep giving what I have because I absolutely love this and I love you. And to make this really easy... There's a website called ratethispodcast.com. So if you go to ratethispodcast.com slash George, it will actually bring up the review thing. So you can click on podcasts or iTunes and it will take you right to the review section. But if you could and if you haven't, could you please leave a review for me on whatever platform that you listen on and then I can read it on a show and we'll get caught up. So that's what I got on reviews. So now let's get into defeating the how monster. So how do we defeat the hold on weight monster? I broke it down into four simple steps. And these are the steps that I use, my team uses, I use when I'm coaching. And so I'm going to read you the four steps. So step number one is get fuzzy. Step number two is get current. Step number three is find yourself. And step number four is take one step. And so here's what I mean by that. So step number one, get fuzzy. Okay. There's this concept of fuzzy goals. And I know my buddy Brad told me about it. I don't remember who teaches it, 
But fuzzy goals are the easiest way to win. And so the way that I think about this, as long as you have clarity, i.e. you have one iteration different than your current life that you want to be different, you have a fuzzy goal. And so the mistake that I made was I'd be like, okay, what do I want to do? And I'd be like, I need to have contract type clarity on what my life looks like before I take action. But that doesn't really happen. It doesn't exist. And it's not going to be that way. And so what you need is a fuzzy goal. And a fuzzy goal means, hey, you know what? I do want to be in better shape. Cool. You might need a couple weeks to figure out what workouts and diets, but can we agree that if you want to be in better shape and that's a fuzzy goal, then you could take an action and just go for a 10-minute walk today to accomplish that. Or you could drink more water and it would accomplish that. Sure. So like for me in my business, I don't have a revenue goal. I don't have a team size goal. I have a minimum what I want to pay my employee goal and I have a lifestyle that I want to live by giving back to charity and rescuing animals and we want to open our own school for children here and we want to run retreat centers for healing modalities and breath work. And I have a vision of what that will look like in Montana. I don't know how much revenue it's going to take. I don't know how to get teachers. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. But I know that when I record a podcast and I run an event and I work with consulting clients that I'm generating revenue that's going to be used in that direction and we'll figure out how to best use it once the business is funded where it needs to be. And so what you need to get is you need to get a fuzzy goal. A fuzzy goal means you need to have a general direction in which you want to go. And as long as you have clarity that you're moving forward, i.e. if the circle's 360 degrees, as long as you're moving in the 179 degree range, you're making forward progress. And listen, there's sometimes you'll take a step back, but you can step forward again. So you need to get fuzzy. And by fuzzy, that doesn't mean in 85 areas. You can't accomplish 85 things at once. So you got to look for the common denominator, the input. And so like for me, if I wanted to output more in my business, everyone would think, oh, produce more. But for me, I would need to work on my personal health more because I already give a whole lot of energy out and I have the capacity to give more, but it wouldn't be sustainable. So I would work on increasing my cardio, eating even cleaner, prioritizing sleep. And then in turn, I would have more capacity in business. And so what you want to find is the common denominator, right? And so maybe it's just connecting with more customers. Cool. If that's a fuzzy goal for you, like I just want to connect with more customers, awesome. Then you have a good direction to head in and you can ask yourself every day, did I connect with more customers today? So step number one is you want to get fuzzy, okay? Get fuzzy. Step number two is you got to get current. And current means where are you? Because in order to go somewhere different, you have to know where you are. Where are you spending your time? Where is your energy being depleted? What are the things that you're doing that are moving the needle and making you happy? But also, what are the things that you're doing that are making you miserable and draining you? And you need to know where you are. Because if you call me on the phone and you're like, George, I don't want to live here anymore. I don't know what to do. I want to get out. But you can't describe where you are. We can't help you. You got to turn some light on your current situation and get really current to where you are. And that might be just in one area. You might be like, God, I'm not going to bed on time. I'm using my phone too much. I'm addicted to social media. I'm not eating clean and boom, but I really just want to be here. And that will give you, that will give you the path or a direction in which to go. Because when you're current, you now know what levers you can pull. So that's step two. Step number three is you got to find yourself. And this is my favorite one. Find yourself means you're not going to accomplish your goals, your fuzzy goals, or change anything by just filling all of the space to distract from yourself. You're going to have feelings. You're going to have to start breath work or walking or silence or do something 
to get yourself plugged into your intuition. It's your vision, it's your life, it's your world, but you have to know how to use yourself as your tool because you are the most effective tool that you have. But if you don't practice your own tool, it will never work. And your tool isn't consuming YouTube videos or podcasts or other people's social content. It's being in a relationship with yourself, going for a walk in silence, having a five-minute-a-day stillness practice, spending time in boredom, going and filling your tank, going and doing pottery, going for a hike, going for a lake swim, going for a mountain bike, but present with yourself. So you can explore that and you can check in with that and you can be there. And so my big recommendations, breath work and stillness. And that will help you find yourself so you can start to develop that relationship with self and trust to just take an action and take an action and take an action. So that's step three. And step number four, (laughs) this is the hardest one for me, take an action. Identify those one to three things every day that if you do, you're guaranteed to move away from your current state and closer to your fuzzy goal and do them. Prioritize them. Put them in your calendar get accountability, make the choice to do it. And remember that you might want to build the Taj Mahal or one of the seven wonders of the world, but all of those started with one thing, one brick, one shovel, one worker, one thing. And as long as you are doing at least one thing every single day, I guarantee that you're progressing closer towards your goals. And that is how you defeat the how monster the how sickness, the how disease, whatever we're going to call it. I'm going to call it the how disease. And it stands for hold on, wait. And you're not going to win by waiting. Now, one disclosure, one disclaimer. I'm not saying to be frivolous with your money. I'm not saying to go take your entire life savings and invest it in blank. It's a little bit different. Have common sense and have some reasoning with yourself. But in anything else, I'm asking you to take some more action. And so my challenge for you My challenge for you after today's episode is to just take some time, take 20 minutes, 20 minutes, and reflect in the last month, three months, six months, and ask yourself, what's something that's important to me that I haven't been taking action on? Is it my health, my fitness, my business, my relationship, my kids, my art, my craft? I want you to find one area that you haven't taken action on, and I want you to get a fuzzy goal around it, and you might know what that is. I want you to get current. I want you to really check in with yourself and I want you to take a step in that direction. And I want you to commit to it. I want you to commit to doing it at least every day for seven days. Maybe five minutes, maybe two minutes, maybe 20 minutes. But if it's important to you, you'll prioritize it. And if you really want it, you'll do it. Because it's not building itself and it's not getting any closer by staring at it. So I want you to bring it into your view and I want you to start walking towards it. So that's what I got today. I'm gonna go finish this coffee and I'm gonna go for a walk in nature. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the reviews. If you haven't left me one, please leave me one. I'm sure we'll be updated with new information soon, new event details coming out for the next event. I'd love to have you out. For everybody that was at the event and listening to this, thank you for playing full out with me. I love you to pieces. For all of you listening, remember that relationships will always be algorithms, and I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, I think it's time I cue the outro. So let's do it now. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. 
please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.